Welcome to All Things Sleep and Parenting. I'm Pam. And I'm Elisa. We are holistic infant and child sleep consultants with a background in early childhood education. And we're the founders of Restful Parenting. And I'm Heidi. I'm also an early childhood educator and the owner of Blossom Early Learning. Join us as we chat all things sleep, parenting, development, and everything in between. Be sure to hit subscribe and share with your friends and family. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode. So last week we did swaddling. We chatted all about swaddling and this week we're chatting all about unswaddling because that's kind of the next step when baby starts to roll or is getting close to starting to roll. Hi everyone, I'm Pam and with me again, as always, I have Elisa. Hello. And we are here to chat unswaddling. Okay, so when baby starts to roll, that is our definite, we need to be out of the swaddle. However, we can start to see those little pieces, like they're starting to roll. Maybe they're really working hard. Maybe they're getting to the point where they're able to go from, you know, stomach to back or back to stomach, but not able to do the other way. So they're not 100% rolling, but you're starting to see these little pieces of like, oh, this is going to be coming soon. And oftentimes you'll see that first roll happen when they're not confined, when they're not swaddled. So you do have a little bit of time if you see that they have rolled once or they're working on it. You've got a little bit of time to work towards coming out of that swaddle before it becomes an immediate need. Absolutely. So just as a little aside, rolling can affect sleep. We do have a podcast all about development and sleep with some really great tips in there to kind of get you through these bumps, because this is one of those natural bumps in sleep. We have a developmental gain happening. So that takes a lot of brain power that can kind of uh, take away from some of their sleep. This, especially they're going from very comfortable in their confined little space to sleep to now having a little bit more freedom. So our goal here. And just as a quick tip, but be sure to listen to the full episode is practice, practice, practice. The more you practice during the day, the more you practice in their sleep space, the more comfortable they're going to get with rolling and the less disruptive it's going to be on sleep in the long term. And when our little ones are swaddled, it really doesn't hurt to work on slowly unswaddling them before you're even seeing any signs of Mm -hmm. rolling because you never know that moral reflex could have dissipated and so your little one might do okay starting to work on unswaddling before you get to that point where you're like oh my goodness I have to unswaddle now so you can always start working on it before you're even seeing any signs of rolling If you're starting to see your little one is starting to roll or getting ready to start rolling, one of the transition pieces that we love, and we do have an affiliate link, we'll pop in the description below, but the Zen One Classic from Nested Bean gives them that, it kind of puts, it puts them into that like butterfly shape with their arms up. So it's, they still have that little bit of restriction in terms of their movement, but it's not fully restricted. They're not arms down restricted. They can still move their arms kind of within that bag. The Where the little hands go, they can use those hands. If they do roll onto their stomach, they'll be able to use their hands and still be able to you know, lift themselves up, as which is what we need. So that Zen One Classic can be a really nice in between going from you know full swaddle to completely unswaddled. It's a nice in-between step. I love, I love those ones because they're just you zip them up into their bag and you're like, okay, good night. Um, and it's a great, it's a great transition piece. 
Exactly. So they can't whack themselves in the face, but they are starting to gain a little bit of the movement of the arms. And for a lot of babies, that is one of the hardest parts is going from their arms are confined, fully confined to now I've got full movement on my arms and this is an odd feeling. So adding that as your transition piece can really help them start to gain a little bit of that mobility, but not enough to be waking themselves up because they've smacked themselves in the face. When we're talking about unswaddling, one of the first things that we do is we unswaddle one arm. And it's really important to remember here that this doesn't have to be something that you do full force right away. You can really take, doesn't. Yeah. You can take a little bit of time to practice this and to work on it, especially if you're working on it slightly before your little one has actually started to become proficient at rolling. So you can, you do have a little bit of time if you work on it before to get them used to the feeling of having one arm unswaddled. And what we mean by it doesn't have to be full force is you can do it for one nap a day. And just focus on that one nap of letting them get the feeling of one arm being out. You can do it for all naps a day if they really do well. So this is where you might take where your baby is and work on it from there. If you do it one nap a day and that one nap was, you know, shorter than you're used to, they had a little bit of a a challenging time with that one arm being out. Well, then for the rest of the day, you're just going to keep them swaddled. And then you're going to work on it again the next day. So the big piece here is like anything with babies and children, it's try, try again. Just because they didn't adjust very well that first time that you tried it, that's not enough for them. They need to be exposed to it on a regular basis for this to become something that they're comfortable with and something that they're used to. So you really want to make sure that you're trying it for every nap one of the day for a little bit so that they can get used to it. If you see that you did it and, and your child had no challenges with it, well then absolutely you can do nap one, nap two, nap three bedtime, and you can just kind of go a little bit faster with it. But if you notice that you are seeing some disturbances from it, then you can, you do have the option to take it a little bit more slowly and just give them some time to adjust to it. Now, when we're doing gradually, it is really important for me to note that there is a such thing as too gradual. If you're not making changes fast enough, so let's say you're trying to work on unswaddling and you're doing like three weeks of just one arm out for that one nap a day, they don't have the ability to really get used to it because it's not enough exposure. So when you're doing gradually, you want to take maybe a few days to a week at most, and then make more changes so that they're adapting to the first changes, but then you're also exposing them more and more and more. So they really have the time to adjust. Sometimes when we do things too slowly as well, it leaves more room for upset because they don't have, like I said, they don't have enough time to really fully adjust to it. So there is a balance with gradual changes and too gradual of changes. So you really want to take note of that and make sure that you're finding that balance and doing what is working for your little one. And if you find that they're not adjusting, then maybe you need to just speed it up a little bit. 
such a good point because that we can get stuck in those uh, steps and not make that movement forward. And then we end up going backwards. So great tip there, Lisa. Uh, so when it comes to nighttime sleep, uh, that can be a little bit different. So again, we're practicing, right? Try, try, try again. Practice makes progress. This is our whole goal. Once we start getting into that bedtime, you can try, you know, see how your little one does. If your little one does three or four hours with one or two arms out or, you know, at whatever step you're in and practicing, but then they're struggling with the second half of the night, swaddle them for that second half, make it easier on yourself, get sleep on board, and then try again the next night. See how long they'll go for that first stretch again. See if you can get a second stretch out of them. And then if they're up again, swaddle them that third time. So it's always all, like Lisa said, just offering that little bit of stretching, little bit of stretching, but knowing that with swaddling and unswaddling sleep is going to take a hit but we can help them along it does not have to be uh, like all or nothing we don't have to be a hundred percent in and it has to be super consistent for them to learn they can learn like that for sure if your little one's not really struggling with the transition out jumping right in and just taking it out totally works uh, for some babies though they do need those step by steps so taking your night and and making blocks out of it doing half the night or doing a third of the night and then working on the second third of the night and then working on your last part of the night you can do that you can be flexible for sure Absolutely. And so next, once we've kind of worked on unswaddling one arm and they're getting used to the movement and what their arm does when they move it and all of this fun stuff that they're going through developmentally when you unswaddle that one arm, then you are going to unswaddle the other arm but they're still going to be swaddled from the bottom down. So if you're using one of those Velcro swaddles that you just pop them into and Velcro them up with the Zen Swaddle Classic, they have the option to have the one arm out and then the two arms out, but they're still Velcroed from the chest down, if you can picture that. And that way they're still feeling that, that security from that but they're now getting used to the movement of both of their arms. And that right there is three quarters of the battle for you. So after you have worked on that a little bit, then you can transition them to just a regular sleep sack. And what we really like about the nested bean sleep sacks is that they have that little bit of weight on the chest. So it can really help mimic our touch or physical touch of some sort so that they are comforted by that a little bit more and they're able to sleep soundly. So let's say you do all of this work and you've unswaddled your baby. Again, like Pam said, this all takes time for them to really feel comfortable with this new freedom that they have with their body. So there is an adjustment period where you may see that they were sleeping however many hours at night, and now that sleep has reduced a little bit, or they may be waking up a little bit more frequently. Perhaps their naps have become a little shorter temporarily. As long as you're really consistent with working on those naps, and we do have a short nap podcast as well, just to give you some extra guidance on those short naps if they do start to take short naps when you're unswaddling. As long as you're consistent with your response and you are responding the same way each and every time, they will come back on track. Let's say though, you've, you're working with a little one who's going through more development than just the swaddle or 
they're not really adjusting to the swaddle and they very much need a parent to put them to sleep. And now that seems to be something that isn't working for you anymore. This is a great time. If your little one is over four months of age, it's a great time to look into or start some sleep coaching. So teaching them how to fall asleep independently at this point, if things have really fallen off and you're noticing that they're not going back on track, sleep coaching is that final kind of step that will really help your baby start to sleep more consistently and sleep well again. If you are thinking about exploring sleep coaching and you just really don't know where to start, Pam and I can absolutely help you with that. That's what we do. That's what we're here for. And this is our passion is supporting families through all of these changes that their little ones are going through, but also helping them learn how to sleep really well so that parents can start to have a little bit more time for themselves and you can feel like yourselves a little bit more because you know that your child is going to go to sleep at relatively around the same times, but you're starting to see consistent sleep. So this is what we help with. And we are more than happy to help you through this. Do reach out to us at info at restfulparenting.com. If you would benefit from a plan and some support to guide you through all of these changes. But we also have a podcast where we talk about the different methods of sleep coaching. So that would be another great podcast for you to listen to if you are thinking about exploring sleep coaching. We'll link that plus our Facebook group and your link to uh, our free 15 minute calls all in the description as well. Thanks once again for joining us guys. We can't wait to come back again next week and chat some more. Bye. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. We so appreciate that you've taken that time to come and hang out with us and listen to what we have to say. If you are struggling with sleep or parenting, please know that we have loads of free information on the website um, as well as on the YouTube channel. But if after you've read through everything and you've watched those videos, if you're still struggling, know that you're not alone and that we would love to help. So be sure to check out the website, www.restfulparenting.com. You'll find the link to book your free 15-minute call right there. And if you have any comments or anything you'd like to share with us, please leave them below in the comments. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks.